Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Happening. A good Tuesday to all of you. Thanks for joining me. As always, it is very much appreciated. We know this much. This is a huge offseason for the Patriots. Absolutely gigantic with lots of holes, especially on the offensive side, right? Quarterback we've talked about, wide receiver, offensive line. They don't have a single tight end that is on contract for 2024. There's a lot to do in this offseason. A lot of priorities. They have 70 million or so at least in cap space. Now, some of that can change. You can look at J.C. Jackson's contract, some other things that they can do, Trent Brown's incentives that he did not reach. So that math will change over the next month or two. But right now, they're around $70 million in cap space. And, of course, they have a top three pick. And so it really stood out to me yesterday when Gerard Mayo on the Greg Hill Show, WEEI, said, quote, we're bringing in talent, 1,000%. We have a lot of cap space and cash. We're ready to burn some cash. Now, I know a lot of people have talked about Robert Kraft being cheap and the Patriots not spending money, and the numbers would tell you that. Cash spending, they are towards the bottom of the league. That is a fact. We cannot debate that. However, there have also been instances when Kraft has spent, and we saw it back in 2021 when Bill Belichick in that front office went bananas, spending all sorts of schadol on the free agency market. And I listened to Mayo yesterday, and I 100% believe him. If you don't believe in this idea, if you think that Robert Kraft is going to pull a John Henry on everybody, if you think that the Patriots are going to go cheap this offseason, I disagree with you. And I disagree with you for multiple reasons. There are lots and lots of reasons why I believe this offseason is going to be incredibly busy for the Patriots, and they are going to spend. They are going to go out there and put the money where they have to put the money. The Pats are going to go big. They're going to go big because, first of all, they have to go big. Even if Robert Kraft wants to be Scrooge McDuck and jump off of the cliff into the coins <laughs> this offseason, He's not going to have that opportunity. The NFL, they have rules. And the NFL rules are that you have to spend up to 90% of the cap. That's the floor. So the Patriots have to spend. They need to. Mike Giardi wrote about this in late December. If you're just joining us over the last couple of weeks, 
welcome. We appreciate you. Don't forget to give us that like. But if you missed this when we talked about it going back a few weeks ago, I'll refresh those memories for people who have been here. I appreciate you as well, but stick with me. Mike Giardi wrote this in late December. Based on the team's current contractual commitments, they have less than $118 million committed to next season's roster. Considering the salary cap is projected to hit somewhere around $240 million, that's a lot of cash that needs to be spent, especially considering the 90% rule. Salary cap-wise, teams need to spend up to 90% in cash from 2024 to 2026. To define further, cash spending is money paid out during the season, whereas cap spending includes money that has been paid but can be prorated over several years. So, as Giardi wrote in late December, think about it this way. If the Patriots were to get to the 90% floor for 2024, they would need to shell out almost $100 million in cash, and that's real dollars for the upcoming season. So if the Patriots want to get to 90%, they have to spend $100 million in real money over the next few months. Gerard Mayo knows that. I can guarantee you that those conversations have happened. I can guarantee you that the Crafts and Mayo in the front office have discussed the 90% rule, have discussed how they have to spend money, and have certainly discussed the holes on this roster. So number one, we have to believe Drawd Mayo because this team has to spend. They don't have any other option. They have to spend because about one-third of their roster is going into free agency, and you're not going to be able to replenish those roster spots with just draft picks. And they also have to spend because the NFL is telling them they have to spend. Here's another reason why I think the Patriots are going to go big this offseason. The Robert Kraft, Jonathan Kraft combination, they're all in. They're all in. Robert Kraft is in a position where he needs to justify the firing of Bill Belichick to many people, to many fans. And don't forget what Robert Kraft had said at that press conference when everybody waved goodbye to Belichick. Remember, remember that Kraft talked about Belichick making all of the decisions. Remember Kraft saying that Belichick made all of the draft picks. Remember Kraft saying that Belichick spent the money that he wanted to spend. Robert Kraft put all of it on Belichick during that press conference. He told all of us, the reason why we haven't spent consistently is because of Bill. The reason why we did not use the draft picks in a way that you wanted us to use them was because of Bill. And so what does Kraft have to do to make sure that that message is sent this offseason? Kraft has to have an anti-Belichick offseason. Gerard Mayo has to have an anti-Belichick offseason. This team needs to spend. This team, I believe, is going to draft sexy names. And yes, part of that's going to be because they feel like those guys are the right guys to help this football team, but don't get it twisted. There is going to be a theme throughout this offseason. This is not Bill Belichick's team anymore. Gerard Mayo's press conference, and many people said, oh, he's just criticizing Bill. He's taking shots at Bill Belichick. Remember what we said here. Gerard Mayo's number one job during that press conference was to draw the line of demarcation between he and Belichick. 
Why was that? Because number one, he's replacing a guy who's been here for almost a quarter of a century. Number two, he's replacing somebody who is considered the greatest of all time at what he does. And number three, one of the main criticisms, and it happened here with this podcast and it happened at other places. One of the main criticisms was that Mayo was a Belichick guy. He's just another Patriot. So Mayo's number one priority during that press conference, that introductory press conference, was to let the whole world know, hey, I'm not Bill. And some people took that as him jabbing Belichick. I took it as him making the case as to why he's different than the guy who just left because he knew what the criticisms were. So Robert Kraft and Jonathan Kraft are motivated to prove that this is going to be very different than what Belichick did because they told you this team went off the rails because of Bill's decision-making with the money, with the picks. So the crafts are all in. Mayo is all in because he has to show people that he's different than Bill Belichick. They have to go with the anti-Belichick personnel moves. Robert Kraft is going to be 83 years old in June. I don't think he wants to wait around. I don't think he's willing for uh, you know to sit through a three-year rebuild at 83 years old. He wants to win now. And he also wants to prove to the world that Mayo was the right guy. The worst thing that could happen is that this team this offseason is cheap. They don't bring in the talent that they need to bring in. They don't draft the talent that they need to draft. And what ends up happening is they win five or six games and then everybody is going to be looking at Kraft saying, oh, and you thought Mayo was the guy? You thought he was the dude? So Kraft has a lot, a lot on this offseason. And so does Mayo because he wants to be shot out of a cannon to begin his Patriots head coaching career. That's how these things work. Before I go on, because I have a lot more on this, don't forget, give us that like, the thumbs up. It helps us an awful lot. You know, the views on these YouTube videos are going up and up and up more consistently, cracking a thousand. And that's because of all of your support. I don't want to sit here and ask for likes and comments and subscriptions all of the time. But really, that's how this thing works. That's in the position that we're put in. So if we want to try to beat YouTube, if we want to try to grow this community and make it something special, that's how we do it. We do it by clicking that thumbs up, taking a second of your time to do that. The likes, the comments, the subscriptions. The traffic has been fantastic. And thanks to all of those on Spotify and Apple Pods for chipping in. All right, don't forget, let's hit a couple of chats here. You can jump the line by sending a super chat. It's a donation to the show, but it also puts you front in line with your thoughts, your questions, your comments, whatever you have. Scott Shepard says, let's spend. They're going to spend. They have to spend. They're going to spend. I don't think... That is uh, any way, shape, or form out of line here. Nightshade SB. Hey, guys. Again, that guy from Germany. Sup? I always want to go to Germany. Yeah, I'm a big craft beer fan. I'm a huge fan of Oktoberfests and Marzins. I absolutely love, I absolutely love German bars and, and all of those kinds of things, beer gardens. I, I go to every Oktoberfest I can go to. Man, I would love to go to Germany. Nightshade. I hope Germany is as, as awesome as it looks. I really do. James jumps in. Seems like teams in the rest of the league getting better, tougher competition next season. Spend wisely. Well, you're always going to have people trying to improve themselves. You're going to have teams making moves. 
We're going to try to sit there and be armchair GMs and figure out who's good, who's not good. We didn't know that Houston was going to make the leap that they made this year, right? And, of course, injuries get in the way. Cincinnati out of the playoffs because Joe Burrow was hurt for most of this season. So teams are going to try to improve. But your overall point, James, is correct. Spend wisely. You know, you, you go out there and you spend like drunken sailors. Make sure you're bringing in the right people. Don't spend money on Jonu Smith. Don't spend money on Nelson Aguilar. Don't spend money on Juju Smith-Schuster. I have long said this. There's no debate that Robert Kraft is at the bottom of the league as far as cash spending. But there's also no debate on offense that most of the moves that Bill Belichick has made were a failure of the allocation of those resources. And what I mean by that is you have the money to bring in DeAndre Hopkins, but instead you give Devontae Parker an extension. You have the money to keep Jacoby Myers, but instead you decide to sign Juju Smith-Schuster. That is not a money problem. That is a personnel decision problem. That is allocating the money in a bad way. Those are two different things. Lack of spending and lack of good decision-making. That's how these things work. Mike Pyle says, how can they spend without a GM? If I don't get a GM, I would not rely on Mayo doing the draft and picking players. Mike, I, I think they have a GM right now. Whether that GM is going to be titled the GM tomorrow, whether that GM is ever going to get the official title of GM, I have no idea. But I do believe that Elliot Wolf is the guy that is helping run the operation. There is way too many people out there saying that Elliot Wolf is the favorite to be the leader of football operations eventually. So Elliot Wolf is there. Matt Groh is there. The entire scouting department is there. So they have people. And again, what they're telling you, Mike, is that Bill Belichick made the wrong decisions. And we don't know if that's true or not. We'll see. We'll see what happens with free agency. We'll see what happens with the draft. But what the crafts are telling us by not bringing in an outside voice right now to lead this program, and maybe they do. Again, remember, Robert Kraft said during the introductory press conference last week that they are going to discuss external candidates. They are going to talk to people on the outside. They are going to look at the marketplace. Also, don't forget, because we need to keep Kraft accountable this offseason, Kraft also told us that they would be naming a GM, they would be naming the person who is going to be leading this front office before they have to make key decisions. Free agency is in March. So the clock, it's a ticking. You ever see that Judge Judy gif when she's like, and then slaps the table? <laughs> That's what's going on right now. So Kraft told us there will be somebody that is anointed. That person will be anointed before free agency begins. Hopefully before the combine begins and all of these pro days. But they do have a team. And it's whether or not you believe how much Bill Belichick, quote unquote, destroyed what the front office wanted to do. Because don't get it twisted. There is a narrative out there that's been leaked to the media that the scouts wanted certain players. We've all read the Debo Samuel, A.J. Brown anecdote when Bill wanted to kill Harry because Bill had friends at Arizona State. So that's telling us that the blame is on Belichick. And we'll see, because the heat is on everybody in this organization now. All right, let's get back to some thoughts here again. Don't forget, if you want to jump the line, Super Chat, give us that thumbs up, throw in a comment, and don't forget to subscribe. The subscriptions are growing and growing, and again, it's because of all of you. 
another reason why I think the Patriots are going to have a big offseason and spend big. They have to support the quarterback no matter what. No matter what line of thought you have, whether you think the Patriots should spend the number three pick on a QB, whether you think the Patriots should wait until the second round to maybe draft somebody like Bo Nix or Michael Penix if they're in that spot to do so, whether you think they should go out there and sign a free agent like Kirk Cousins and spend all of that money, or you think they should bring in somebody like Gardner Minshew as a bridge quarterback, or even if you think, and I don't think there's many of you left, but even if you think Mac Jones should be given the opportunity to return and be the quarterback of this team, no matter what, no matter what option you look at and you feel good about regarding the quarterback position with this team for 2024, you're going to have to support that quarterback. Because whether it's Jaden Daniels or Drake May or Bo Nix or Michael Penix or J.J. McCarthy, whether it's Gardner Minshew or Jacoby Brissett or Kirk Cousins, or it's let's run it back with Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi, no matter what, that quarterback is going to need help. That quarterback is going to need an offensive line. That quarterback is going to need a legitimate number one wide receiver. Going to need a couple of tight ends. So they're in desperation mode. And that brings us back to the thought of, great, spend money, but spend it wisely. Spend it intelligently. Don't waste the money on the John U. Smiths, Nelson Aguilors, and Juju Smith-Schusters and Devontae Parkers. Spend the money in a smart way. And so when you look at this team, just by the roster itself on the offense, they need to spend money. They've got too many holes. They've got too many holes in the boat that they're trying to plug. So they have to do it. And they have a rookie head coach. And when you have a rookie head coach, you want to make sure that you're supporting that head coach. Talent helps. Talent helps. You know, Zach Taylor wasn't seen as a great coach. Joe Burrow got to town. Jamar Chase got to town. All of a sudden, woo, look at us, right? Mike McDaniel, regarded as a smart, good coach. Now, some of that reputation has been dinged because they lose to good teams and they lose in the playoffs, but Mike McDaniel has talent. You know, Andy Reid has Patrick Mahomes. As, as great as people think Andy Reid is, Andy Reid has Patrick Mahomes. Andy Reid, he was losing those big games, wasn't he? Due to bad clock management, bad timeout usage, weird and quirky trick plays at bad times. He was losing those big games. He was losing those championship games. Now he's winning them. And I don't think it's a coincidence that he's winning those big games when he has the freak Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. So the coach needs the money to be spent. The owner needs the money to be spent. This team, the coaching staff under Mayo and the rest of the guys that are contracted for 2024, somebody like Jabril Peppers, you've got to look at somebody like that in the eyes and tell them, we're trying to get better. We're spending on offense. We're bringing talent in. There's another part of this regarding Gerard Mayo that I'll get to in a minute that I think is very smart. Cool, genuine Phil. Sup, Nick? Sup, Phil? <laughs> Mark McWilliams, moving on from a when who is okay, so as long as they invest in the tackle spot, need to draft one and sign one at least. Yeah, if they think they can get a tackle that they believe is a, an every-week tackle and they don't have to spend $20 bucks on the franchise tag or spend a bunch of money on a when who long-term, 
A, they better be right on that decision, and B, they best draft and use a legitimate draft pick on the other tackle. Now, I would, if it were me, I would look to sign Owenu long-term, lock him up, and then I would go into the draft saying, I need to draft a tackle in the top two or three rounds. That's what I would do. And then you still have Calvin Anderson. You hope that he's healthy, and maybe he plays the role as the swing tackle. But I, that's what I would do. I would keep Owenu. I would get that deal done, long-term, security, and then I would draft a young tackle. I've got that young tackle. I've got Owenu. I've got City So, who played decent at right guard. Hopefully he develops with another offseason and another mandatory minicamp on all of those things. You hope that Cole Strange comes back healthy because Cole Strange, as bad as I think that pick was because it was a first-round pick on a guard, and you have to be all-world if you're Cole Strange by, like, year two, Cole Strange got better. Cole Strange improved last year as the season went on, and David Andrews would be out there. So, you know, if you have a healthy Cole Strange, if you draft a talented young tackle and put that guy at left tackle, you've got David Andrews, you've got City So, Antonio Maffi, James Andrews, you have a battle at right guard. I think So would win that. You have a Wenu at your right tackle, and then now you have Calvin Anderson as the depth piece, as that swing tackle. I think that's what you would be looking at. All right, we got a couple of uh, super chats. Kelso jumps in. Always appreciate the super chats. Can't say enough of the contributions that you make to the program means the world to me. Can you tell us what you think of Elliot Wolf? We needed a top-notch, I would guess that's general manager, and I don't think Mayo is it. His press conference was not impressive. Um, so here's what I would say. As far as the GM goes, Elliot Wolf is a very respected guy. He has a very good reputation throughout the league. He came up underneath his dad, Ron Wolf, for the Packers. He worked for Cleveland uh, as the number two guy. He's been around the league. He is seen as somebody that could easily be a GM tomorrow. He has that kind of experience. He has worked with free agency with the Patriots, not necessarily making the decisions on who they sign, but he has been the point guy with negotiations, working with agents. He has a vast network of people that he has experience with. He is an old school guy. And what I mean by that is he really looks at the tape. He's not really super duper uber analytical. He looks at the tape as far as old school um, evaluating. So, you know, when you look at this idea of somebody of the, the old school, let's plop the tape in and see what that person does with our eyes. That's Elliot Wolf. He's not going to sit there and be charting numbers down as far as, you know, miles per hour during this kind of play. He's not going to be looking at all the analytics and all the numbers. He's more of a, I trust my eyes guy, but he is, he is a legitimate front office, uh, you know, GM prospect. And he's somebody who is highly, highly regarded. And he's not a Belichick guy. He did not learn the Belichick system. So I actually am pretty optimistic about Elliot Wolf. Tom with another super chat again. Can't thank you enough. Don't forget to give us that thumbs up. Every thumb helps. Thumbs up. Try to beat that YouTube algorithm. If you're watching on Facebook, you can do that. I see a number of people have given us that thumbs up. I appreciate that. If you're watching on X and Twitter, you can do the same. Tom says this team needs a vision from the top. 
I say spend the money on impact defensive players and invest in the draft on the offensive side of the ball. Interesting. So Tom wants the Patriots to spend money on defense and use the draft for the offensive side. I want to invest as much as humanly possible on the offense. That That's my number one goal. Defensively, I think they're fine. They're not losing a lot defensively. Josh Uche is likely gone. I would like to bring back Duggar, but I'm a little concerned about how much money he's going to cost. I don't think that you spend all of the money in every single draft pick on offense, but I do think that takes the top priority. I have a lot of confidence that this te- that this defense is going to be good. You've got Judon coming back. You've got Christian Gonzalez coming back. You've got the growth of Keon White. Christian Barmore looked like an all-pro defensive lineman the final last, you know, what, eight, nine, ten games of the season. Jonathan Jones is coming back. Marte Mapu should take that next step. I mean, your first three picks last year were defense. Those guys should get better. Gonzalez was looking great before the injury. And, and I have confidence that with Gerard Mayo as the head coach, no matter who the defensive coordinator is going to be, I have confidence that that defense is going to be good. You've got Mayo, whether it's Demarcus Covington who gets promoted or it's Steve Belichick that stays. This defense has been pretty much a top 10 defense in DVOA for the last few years. When you look at some of the analytics and the statistics, it would tell you this defense is good. A second pass rusher is something you discuss without a shadow of a doubt. What do you do at free safety? I think that's something they have to address. I would like to address free safety and bring Kyle Duggar back into where he's comfortable, which is at the second level, in the box as a defender. But I think defensively, they have a really, really solid foundation. Jabril Peppers is coming back. Marcus Jones should be coming back from injury. They have a solid base. I even thought Alex Austin at the end of the year showed some things at corner. So they have a lot of foundation defensively. They've got to pretty much rewrite the entire offensive script. Here's something else I wanted to bring up as far as Mayo. Mayo's use of the media. And I think this is being overlooked. People think that Mayo, he's either saying too much because he's wet behind the ears or he's not saying enough. I would argue that Mayo has done a really good job of dealing with the media. And I think he did that again with the Greg Hill show by going out there and saying, We've got money to burn. What is Mayo doing? Mayo is inherently putting pressure on ownership, isn't he? Mayo going out there and telling the whole world, we've got cash to spend. We've got money to burn. By him doing that, it puts all of the onus on ownership. Because now if they don't spend, if Robert Kraft decides not to spend this offseason, Everybody is going to look at the Gerard Mayo comment on the Greg Hill show and say, wait a minute, your head coach said you had tons of money to spend. You had money to burn. So it's a very practical and smart way to apply pressure on ownership without directly applying the pressure on ownership, without having some kind of conflict. Do it with a chuckle, but say it. Because as soon as it's out there, people know. And I think that's very smart by Mayo. Well before free agency, right at the beginning of this offseason, right from the jump, your head coach is going out there and saying, we've got money to burn. Would Bill Belichick ever say that? 
Uh, we got cash to spend. Money to burn. We're going to burn. He wouldn't say that. So Mayo is putting the pressure on the ownership by publicly going out there and saying this, declaring we are going to spend. And if we don't spend, it's because of those guys, because we certainly have the money to spend. I also think this is very smart by Mayo because this is a way to recruit, isn't it? If you're a free agent, Mayo's out there telling you, we're going to spend, we're going to be active. So before you go anywhere else, before you talk to anyone else, you might want to have a conversation with us because we are willing to burn some cash here. So he's putting pressure on ownership. He's recruiting players. He also could be recruiting coaches. This idea of the Patriots not spending money on their coaching staff, not willing to go out there and put the money into big names on the coaching staff, this also could be a shot across the bow to the Zach Robinsons of the world, these young coordinator guys that are going to maybe come in that, yeah, we're willing to give you a title. We're willing to give you the money. Remember, in the introductory press conference, Mayo said, I believe in titles because I understand how much that impacts the outside conversation. All of this is recruiting. He's telling coaches, we're going to bring you in. We're going to pay you more money than you, than you thought the Patriots would be willing to pay you. And we have no issue giving you a title that will make you look better to outside people to improve your status throughout the league. This is a completely different approach than the last quarter of a century. And I find it refreshing. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another super chat. Phenom, JC jumps in. Appreciate you. Again, all the contributions mean the world to me. Sign Higgins, draft Harrison, trade for Fields. O-line is not great, so at least Fields has a chance to escape. The T. Higgins thing, I know Phil Perry said last night on uh, NBC Sports Boston that he believes Higgins is going to get franchised. So, you know, Higgins might be off the board. We, We talked about him a little bit yesterday, and I had mentioned that Joe Burrow had publicly said he wants Higgins, and usually... When the franchise quarterback says that he wants somebody, that somebody stays. So we might have to forget about T. Higgins, but there are other guys out there. Michael Pittman is available. Mike Evans is available. Uh, Hollywood Brown is available. Calvin Ridley is somebody I've brought up on the show going back several weeks ago. Calvin Ridley is available. All of those guys are number one receivers. Aside from maybe Hollywood Brown, I'm not super excited about Hollywood. I think Pop Douglas gives you a lot of what Hollywood Brown would give you. 
But when you look at Mike Evans, you look at Pittman, you look at Ridley, and there are other names. Wide receivers are available this offseason. And if you don't want to spend on a wide receiver, the argument would be the draft is incredibly deep at wide receiver this year. It's crazy deep. You could have seven or eight wide receivers drafted in the first round this year. You could have four guys drafted in the top six or seven. Harrison, Adunze, Neighbors, Coleman, on and on and on. Mitchell and Worthy from Texas. Draft is loaded with wide receivers. So let's not forget that. Back to Mayo using the media. When you do this, you're also susceptible to criticism. Don't forget to give us that like, by the way. Thumbs up, your comments, your subscriptions. The numbers have been going through the roof over the last couple of weeks. It's all because of you. Let's continue to grow this family and community here at the Nick Cattle Show. But you're susceptible to criticism when you say things that Mayo has said. When you go out there and you say we have cash to burn, if you don't spend that money, you're now in danger of looking like Tom Werner in the full throttle comment. So there is risk with approaching things like Mayo has approached them with the media, but I like it. I like it because I I think it puts heat on the organization. It puts heat on ownership. It puts heat on Mayo. And look, it also destroys the idea of the rebuild being three or four years. Mayo's going out there saying, we're going to spend this money. This is what we're going to do. With that money to be spent with a top three pick, the expectations grow, right? We're now looking at a team that, hey, if you're going to spend the money, and again, we talked about it. If you missed it because you joined us late, you're going to have to rewind and check it out at the beginning of the podcast. But there are reasons why I believe the Patriots have to spend this offseason and are motivated to spend this offseason. And when you're talking about spending that kind of money, then you are thinking of, a quick rebuild, pressing fast forward on this puppy and moving along, right? Top three pick, tons of money to spend. The the golden child would be the Cincinnati Bengals. That would be the number one, everything falls right, this is awesome. You draft a quarterback, obviously not at number one, but at number three. You then come back and you draft a young wide receiver. You hit spectacularly on both of those picks. All of a sudden, within you know a year or two, by year two, you're going to the playoffs and have a chance at a Super Bowl. That's the dream scenario. But with the money they have and the pick that they have in the first round, the pick that they have in the second round, which is even better, they have the second pick in the second round, by the way, because the picks kind of rotate teams with the same record. So you have the third pick in the first round. You have the second pick in the second round. You have at least $70 million, and I anticipate even more than $70 million to spend this offseason. You have it all set for you. You've got the resources. Now you've got to spend the money wisely. All right, that'll do it for today's podcast. I appreciate every single one of you. Don't forget to give us that thumbs up. Don't forget to throw in a comment. Don't forget to subscribe. If you're commenting after the show, I'm trying to get to as many as possible. The good news is we're growing, so there's a lot of people involved now. The bad news is I can't get to every single comment during a show and after a show. I'm trying to see all of them. I'm trying to keep pace, but I appreciate every single one of you. We'll be back tomorrow. 
Uh, it is the Nick Cattle Show every morning, Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. sharp right here on YouTube. I appreciate you. Have a great day. And think positive thoughts for the Patriots this offseason because they do have the tools to do something really, really, really good this offseason. And I think the head coach just put the pressure on the organization to do just that. Till tomorrow, it's the Nick Cattle Show. See you.